This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast, a podcast where we talk filmmaking, everything from indie film to studio film and everything in between, how to get them made, how to make them and how not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. He was doing that from the heart, guys. And I was trying to be Giles. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, (laughs) top notch. Um, I'm not Giles, as you said. I'm Phil Hawkins, and I'm happy to be in his shoes while he's off (laughs) shooting uh, Arthur and Merlin, the Knights of Camelot. Uh, And we'll hear from him shortly. I'm also here with... CJ. (laughs) (laughs) It's CJ, everybody. Uh, Christian James is in the house, everyone. (laughs) And also... Robbie McCain producer editor so yeah so he's still away and giving us the keys to the nut house um so uh, we're here for another delightful episode if you didn't check out uh, last week's episode david kep was on the amazing david kep that's what he's now calling himself the, the amazing, amazing david kep, david kep. <laughs> so he's a bit you know uh you know full on but hey <laughs> it's fine. he can do it he can do it, yeah two billion dollars worth yeah. of box office he can say the amazing <laughs> i would do um, that yeah, yeah that, that's great uh, so check that out if you haven't seen it check or that out. heard it Phil, who's on the episode this week? Well, on this week, we have uh, Dolly Wells and Emily Mortimer, who you may know from the Doll and M TV show, which I absolutely loved. So delighted to sit down and chat with them. Uh, and uh, Dolly Wells has just written and directed her first feature film, uh, Good Posture, uh, which is coming out on the 4th of October. Um, so it's great to be able to sit down and talk about that with her. CJ, who's this episode sponsored by? Oh, this episode is sponsored by... The Music Bed. Can I do the Music Bed throughout? So it's like one of their, you know, uh, audio network, audio watermarked uh, oh, yeah, links. Yeah. The Music Bed. The Music Bed. The Music Bed. It sucks to get bogged down in the editing process while you try to track down a soundtrack for your film. I've been there, and so has the team at Music Bed. In fact, it's the entire reason why they've built their platform. By collaborating with hundreds of artists, bands and composers, they've made it easier than ever for you to get the perfect song for your film and get back to the editing bay. You can download a single song, you can get unlimited music with a subscription, or even create a custom song or score from scratch. Their roster is growing every day, with more than 20,000 songs ranging from cinematic and electronic to indie rock and hip-hop. To create your free account and learn more, go to musicbed.com. Plus, as a filmmaker's podcast listener, they're giving you one month subscription for free. 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 That's pretty cool. Uh, or 20% off a single song purchase. Just enter the promo code. Filmmakers, Filmmakers Pod. You beat me to it. When you check out. And there'll be a link in the uh, show notes, etc. etc. So I was trying to say at the same time. Like I felt we were. Oh, I see. That's that's good. Oh, and that's, quite, that's very good. That's very good. DJ, expertly done. Thanks, buddy. Thank Thanks. So, uh, should we hear from Giles? I want to know what he's up to this week. Let's tune in on the ham radio we've got here to Giles. Come in. Come in, Giles. Come in. Giles. Come in. Giles. Hello, everyone. 
Uh, it is I, Giles, um, here at Caffili Castle on my final day before we start shooting. Um, tomorrow on King Arthur, titled Arthur and Merlin, colon, Knights of Camelot. It's nice and windy here. Um, I'm stood outside the huge castle at Caffili and I'm with my lead actor, Richard Shaw, who starred in the fantastic Mary Kills people recently. Hello, buddy. Hello, mate. Welcome to my house. And this is your house. It is, and here's some of our extras too. Geese 1, Geese 2, and Geese 3. They're going to play a starring role in it. So we've now walked through uh, into the main part of the castle now, and there's another huge castle. That was the outer walls, that portcullis. Now look at it. Yeah, this is even more impressive. Um, it's the first time you've seen this. So this is, this is. I, I do need to do something about the leaning turret to the left. There is one that someone tried to push over, sure. Yeah, that's what I hear is, is sinking as well, rapidly, each year, so I'll, I'll get the builders in. Mm. Um, and we need to, of course, CGI out the Welsh flags, because it's not technically appropriate for our film, is it? No, it's not. Well, they wouldn't have flag poles like that. But neither is either of these languages that we see everywhere. This Very Welsh true. language and this Saxonized language wouldn't be happy with that. No. Despite using it, of course, of in the course. film. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, so come on, should we go explore? So inside this castle, there's lots of winding, wonderful stone staircases. And we're heading up to the top now to see Guinevere's bedroom. Here it is. Beautiful, big stone room. What do you think, Rich? Incredible, really incredible. It's stunning. It's gorgeous. Um, the castle is in amazing condition, right? I mean, look at it. It's incredible. It looks like it was built yesterday. So clean and well kept. I think they've done it up a bit. Someone's polished. Someone's been in. They've had the, they've had a service in, haven't they? I think. So this is going to be his bedroom. You can't see it. It is incredible. If you want to go on um, Caffili uh, Castle website and click uh, fireplace room, you will see how amazing it looks. So now I've just been told I can go have a look at one of the turrets that hadn't been opened before. Um, wasn't allowed out, but now we're with the people that run the place. They've said we can go have a look, so I'm going to get to see this for the first time, which is super exciting. Here we go. Oh, this is lovely. Look at this for a turret. Pretty special, right? Yeah, this is my sun deck. <laughs> Otherwise known as a turret. It's incredible. It's very high up here. And I'm glad the weather's holding out for us. Right now it is. <laughs> right now it is. Wait until we're shooting. Yeah. Wow, this is incredible. King Arthur's got his steps in today, climbing up here. <laughs> <laughs> I love looking around locations the day before shooting as well, because you've already got stuff inside your head and then you see it again and you're like, okay, now we can really move this from there to there. The camera can come on this angle, but really just bring it all home. You go, shit, we're shooting this here tomorrow. Holy shit. I am in the Great Hall, uh, which is where I'm doing my big end battle scene. And it's the wedding, big wedding, and it leads up to the big battle end scene. And this is a brilliant, gorgeous, cavernous, delightful room uh, that already looks incredible. Uh, and we're shooting that in here. And it's just really nice to come back into this space and see it and feel it as, you know, the director and feel that 
well the emotion hopefully I'm going to feel on the day but it's spectacular and Rich has just walked into it for the first time and his reaction is all I'm doing is trying to stop myself shouting take my crown I really want to do it but there are members of you know there are tourists here I think I'd scare them so I won't but I can't wait to do it for real it's going to be special Finishing up the location recce, the final one at the castle now and heading over to the woods. But it's just hit me how sometimes when you're, you're doing these top sort of things, it's just kind of magical. And you look at the castle and you look at what we've got here and you go, holy shit, that's kind of cool. Now I've just got to do it justice um, and make it look as cool as I, I imagined in my head. And uh, I'm just looking forward to it so much. So it's kind of that excite, buzzy feeling. And next week you'll hear me not as excited, not as buzzy, I imagine, when all the shit hits the fan. But, um, yeah, exciting. Greg's? Fancy Greg's for the vegan lunch? Vegan well, sausage roll? One. Arthur would love a vegan roll. I haven't, haven't tried a vegan sausage roll. Are they, are they tasty, are they? Well, nah, not really. They're just sort of sausage rolls that happen to be vegan. So if you're into sausage rolls... I'm into sausage rolls. I just don't know how I feel about a vegan one. So maybe we'll give it a go, eh? Love that. Yes, welcome to the Greg's Podcast. <laughs> Well, I think he sounded excited slash depressed slash loving it. I think he sounds in the zone. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I think it's all going horribly wrong. And, Who knows? Uh, he's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not looking good for Giles, guys. Let's, um, let's hope he comes back soon. Let's hope he comes back. The podcast needs him. <laughs> Please come back, Giles. No, he's off seeing this movie and it's fantastic. And we're wishing him the best of luck uh, from over here. Of course he is. Um, it's all about the dailies, Giles. All about, about the dailies. That's right. Sounds great. He's got horses. He's got guys in armies. He's got Welsh. No, no horses. No, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, <laughs> you just, were shaking. No, no, no. No, no, no. spoilers. Don't tell him he's got horses. <laughs> he's hanging out with some Welsh castles. Some great locations they've got down there. It's gonna be epic. Good it's luck, Giles. Awesome. We miss you. So, should we get into today's episode? Yes. With Dolly Wells and Emily Mortimer. Check it out. We should probably say that Emily is joining us. Emily's sitting there looking absolutely furious. Before yeah. she Emily, turns say up, something. Before no, she, she turns up, is there any like dirt you can dish yeah. on her? Oh, any loads, bit, bit of gossip or something yeah. that is there something we can say and then yeah. make her be real uncomfortable yeah. when, she, <laughs> when she comes in? I can only speak to her in Russian. She does speak Russian. No, I wouldn't dream of it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, she, no, she's she, running late. She will be with us. We're she's not... running late, and it's not her fault. It's our fault because she's being so sweet, doing so much talking about this film. Mm. But, but anyway, well, she might be down the bar with her mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, we'll get into good posture, obviously, yeah. uh, which I've seen and really enjoyed it when she gets here. What brought you? You know, what what was the what was the sort of drive that got you into acting? I suppose first, wasn't it? Acting first, acting. Form, acting, writing. Okay, so acting, I've been doing for a really long time, and that probably was because. My dad was an act- he was a satirist. He was called John Wells, and he was an actor and a writer and a um, satirist. And he, I remember, I mean, I can remember when I was about eight, he was in a play that he wrote called Anyone for Dennis that was taking the piss out of Dennis Thatcher, Miss mm. Thatcher. And I can remember getting just a real thrill. I used to watch it a lot because he'd improvise. So depending on what was happening in the news, he would sort of do a speech of, you know, speech isn't the right word, but you can imagine sort of one of the... A or sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah a bit of, yes. um, of what was going on. And it was so, I was, I, I mean, I just thought it was so cool. And, the, and I think the thing, although I just loved watching him and I can remember being taken to stand on the stage and having that slight moment of sort of, 
standing there with your arms. That was the bit that you thought, yeah. But the bit actually that I liked the best was then in the evening, Edward Fox or whoever it was would come home and I would be in bed and I could hear them all laughing. And there was just a real thing of actors just being really friendly and really nice. And you'd get treated in a way that, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, because he didn't have another, he wasn't a lawyer or a doctor, but it felt like a world that was so... um, encouraging and positive and inclusive and I can remember things like I can remember he was very close friends with Peter Cook and I can remember when I was about nine mm. I put there was we had like a, a brolly stand and I got a, a walking stick and a hat and something and I went to stand outside the front door and I rang the doorbell and st- and my dad answered and I was like hello it's George just wondering if I could have chat about something <laughs> and they let me in and sort of him and Peter Cook sat and it was Willie Rushton for quite a long time interviewing George and sort yeah. of having a chat with me and really taking it quite seriously. And wow. I was convinced that they thought I was George and that yeah. I really pulled the wool over their eyes. But there was a sort of indulgence and a, something so lovely about that world, it felt like to me. Yeah. I just thought this is really fun. As so, a kid, it felt like you were with kids. Yeah. Or yeah. My, my parents' friends were really, really dull. <laughs> so that's as well. Now, being in that world, did, did mm. that ever, you know, did you ever meet anyone that has captivating as as Peter Cook or something like that. Well, it? yeah, I feel like that my kids grew up with like sort of Noel Fielding and his brother coming mm. to their bedroom with like Mike on Noel's back and him pretending to be a horse and doing weird things and them and the, and the same feeling of like yeah that my friends have the same my friends were actors or my husband's friends or you know that that this that sort of childish enthusiasm and curiosity and sort yeah. of weirdness that is really fun for children mm. and Encouraging, and uh, that whole sort of feelings and going back to being that that role. I you know a lot of um, roles you've done are you did a whole show about taking you know becoming famous people, you know, and doing that sort of side of things. So, so you get a kick out of like which one are you talking about? Star uh, Stories? No. Yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Stories. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah so yeah, yeah. you did Star Stories, and I know you obviously did a lot of comedy, so mm-hmm. Noel Fielding things uh, leading up to obviously Don and uh-huh. Um But um, is, is it because I speak to a lot of actors and they enjoy the escapism, the escapism of it of, of becoming becoming a different person mm. or and uh yeah what, what sort of really what about acting specifically is the thing that you enjoy yeah um, that's so it's so weird because when i started out i think it felt like dares or something it was it was like just okay i'm going to pretend like in something like star stories you're pretending to be these famous people but it was more like it's not spitting image or something but it was like a sketch it'd be like yes. okay I'm going to be Kim Cattrall so I'll watch her for a while as she does something I don't know or I'm going to be Cameron Diaz she's got quite a weird laugh so I'll just do the laugh like mm. you know you just would choose two or three things mm. and it was, it was enough though it, it yeah. felt like it was kind of yeah. enough and, it, and almost you almost weren't supposed to really be like them like you're going to be Elton yeah. John's mum there was how was I going to be Elton John's mum but <laughs> so there was something really fun about that and also a m- lot of the time you were in a, um, a group of people that all seemed much funnier I mean you know, the fun bit was watching mm. Kevin Bishop or Laura yes. Patch or Tom Meaton or, you know, Daisy Beaumont or any of these people doing Tyler Zuki, yeah. any of them being these people. It That's- was always like they take one thing, but then uh, almost like uh, exaggerate it beyond itself. Oh my God, that yeah. was the or joke, Harry wasn't Peacock. it? Yeah. Was yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and that would just feel, and also I've got lots of brothers and sisters. It felt like just being in a sort of group of silly kids. So, so it all, this all feels like it was like inevitable. Like, did you ever inverted commas think about getting a, a, a normal job or no, is this just no. your life you grew up in this yes and, and in a way I feel like that's less interesting than if I was saying to you 
well, you know, my mother was a dentist, my great mother mm. was a dentist, my father was a dentist, my and you know, was a veterinary whatever. And then I suddenly found acting. Like those people I'm always really interested in. Mm. And I was even saying that to my daughter because she's applying for university. And I was like, don't say that we do that because yeah. you just sound lazy and spoiled in a way. Well, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, that is your experience of it. And yeah. obviously, you know, um, someone like your father is doing this amazing stuff. Like mm. you can't help but be a, a sponge for that kind of slightly, world. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, slightly. Or like, yeah. And he probably taught me how to make jokes or like, and then I feel the same with my children. Like one will find one I will make jokes with and we'll make them together. And they are, it's the same sort of sense of humor. The other child is really funny, but doesn't have the same sense of humor. So you just get the sort of, Mm. I don't understand why is that funny. And you're like, oh. And are they going yeah. down the same path? Or are you trying to <laughs> I know, elbow imagine. them off? On I'd Twitter? love to elbow them off. No, I think they will probably end up doing vaguely the same thing. Yeah. And also my husband's a photographer and now he's making documentaries. So we're all in the same mm. kind of... So so the writing then. Yes. So um, have you always written? Is it this no, something? No, the writing, well, it's quite sweet because... God, anything that starts, it's quite sweet that you're saying about yourself is a bad sentence. But gonna, <laughs> Nobody's judging you. What I was going to say was that, so my dad was a writer and I found something recently that we wrote together when I was about 10 that was just the beginning of a play about a funny skiing holiday or something. And then the first thing that Emily and I wrote, so this gets sort of soppy and it's nice to say when she's not there, but he, <laughs> my dad died when I was about... 24, 25, and I adored him. And he was very, he was sort of everything he'd want him to be. He was really encouraging, really funny, very just open and sweet and proud. And you didn't really have to have done anything that wonderful. He just sort of was excited that you were trying to. And M, I always feel that like M, sort of, even though we're the same age, sort of took over from that because she was the one saying when I was about 27, we should be writing together. Come on, let's write something. And I was like, oh, but the things I write are sort of hidden in the back of a drawer. Yes. And I'm like, and so we did, we started writing, we started trying to adapt this book called The Lucky One by Rachel Cusk. Mm -hmm. And we spent 10 years and we didn't finish it. <laughs> but we learned how to write together and yes. we learned that we really enjoyed writing together. And maybe we'll come back to it one day. I mean, it was, I don't know why quite it didn't happen. Do you still own the rights? So you still the right? No. Oh. <laughs> we'll go and get them. <laughs> yeah, you could write them. I'm going to rush out and quickly buy yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. that would be really kind. <laughs> but she, um, so that was a really lovely thing, starting to write with her. I mean, I did things like I, I worked the, sort of, I did, I worked at the Londoner's Diary for about a minute before I went to Lambda. I went to Manchester University and then I went to, then I did that journalism. And it was just a real flop because I think they thought that because my dad had been actor, I'd have really good salacious stories and I'd come in and it, instead it would be like, he'd be saying to me, tell them that Spike Milligan's book has come out in paperback. Yes. And they were like, yeah, not yeah. really interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, so that didn't last very long. And then I did write book reviews for the Express or something for a second. So there was a tiny bit of writing, but, um, but I really enjoyed the collaborating. And also that made sense again, because my dad's, you know, he struck these dear bill letters for private eye with Richard Ingram's. So, I grew up with him collaborating always, mm. like we'd be on holiday, but he'd be on the phone doing the Dennis voice and laughing and writing that. Mm. So I think collaborating seemed really interesting and exciting to me. And then, um, and then after this film, then the whole thing of, then we used to make jokes about like, because we just wanted an excuse to be together, Emma yeah. and I, but we were a bit older then. I and mean, we were in our twenties and she'd moved to America and probably both had a baby. And so it was like, how do we sort of keep this up where I can say to my husband, to LA <laughs> no, so then, then we started coming up with like titles for films but that was it we'd be like yeah we're gonna write a film called Joanne's Gift what's it about mm, <laughs> don't know isn't really yeah. I mean just well, well you know we'll see so but anyway and then 
that slowly led to Doll and M, which was, except maybe we should wait for her. But, um, Q Emily. Emily. <laughs> Emily. Yeah. Oh, no, She's okay. still silent. What did, why didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> We've fallen out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so before we obviously get into, uh, you know, Dawn M, because um, yeah, it'd be great to. Glasses. There's glasses. That's yeah, it. There we go. I just want them to be sat no, on. No. So there we go. That's better. There we go. Now, and, and don't worry, we can, we can edit bits of this. So mm-hmm. it will be one flowing, beautiful thing. Okay, good. Um, so you're writing process. So. Uh-huh. Um, um, maybe obviously with Emily, but also, you know, obviously you've written Good Posture by yourself. Mm-hmm. So is it a case of she'll write something and then you'll kind of rewrite that and she'll rewrite stuff you do? Or is it a much... Do it's you- really it's really good for your... Well, I think I suppose it's like bands that get put together. Like I can't imagine unless you were... Well, if you were very established, you could get put together and it'd be fine. But what was so nice for us, she was already more experienced than me because she'd written... A screenplay and she'd written a column for the um, Telegraph. Yeah, I felt like she was sort of a year or so ahead of me. But what was really nice about our process is you just, if there's no judging, that's mm. basically the basis of our friendship really is there's never, it's never like, oh my God, why would you? Or, you know, there's no sort of, so therefore you would write, you'd, with Don and M, we would either, well, the first episode of the first series, weirdly, was when we were trying to make this pilot, was totally improvised. So we just, and she was filming the newsroom. So we just sat on the floor and we'd say, We'd practice the scene again, 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 again. So it wasn't, ma- what, I mean, we knew what we were going to say, but it wasn't written down. Mm. Um, and then we'd work out that, and that also, because our director was so amazing, as is El Jacobs, that that yeah. he sort of put the pilot together in an amazing way. But every other episode we wrote, and I suppose what we would do, I'm trying to even remember, is we would start writing together, but then we'd be apart. So I would write one scene mm. and she would write another one and we'd swap them. Mm. And the main thing, and also we'd learned that from writing The Lucky Ones, is just like, which I always try and say to my daughter, like, be specific, but also just don't be scared. Like, so I could write, which I don't feel, I mean, there's one other girl, Laura, that I mentioned from Star Stories, but there aren't that many people where you feel like you can just put nonsense down. Yes. Mm. And, and they'll and be like, there is something really funny about that, but it's too weird. Yes. Or yeah. there's something, you know. I don't know what this is, but let's yeah. make it into Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that's funny. Like, that made me think of that. So what happens in a really nice, yeah, so that's what we do. You just send it backwards and forwards to each other. And then it gets to a point, which is maybe like a really good marriage or something. You don't know who wrote what. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm always quite surprised. It feels really, I find it really cringy when people are like, oh, I love that bit. And someone goes, oh yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> you can't yeah, how do you say know? that. Yeah, but also yeah. don't say that because yeah. there's two of you doing this. Yeah. And I mean, my, my, say, said, my wife and I are huge fans of the show. We discovered it when series one finished. So we yeah. just blitzed the entire series. Oh. And then when series two came out, we're just like, yes. Oh. I think it's still on Sky. You can still watch, honestly go and watch it. It's an amazing show. And you play versions of yourselves. Yeah. Just. So it's like, is there something interesting about that, about writing each other? Like, yes. is, it, does she have a lens on you and yes. you have a lens on her? Yes. I mean, the thing is, I feel like in series one, she was really much braver than me because she, she's, yeah, not, she was. she's not at all like that. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't really have anything to lose because I was, I mean, I was working quite a lot in London, but it, no one really knew who I was. And they definitely didn't know in America. And I was bound to be the more popular character because I was a sort of underdog. Yeah. But that's what made us laugh was the idea of somebody that you'd be like, oh, poor thing. She's sort of getting really old she can't hold down a relationship she washes up cakes <laughs> at restaurants she's just such a freak was there anything you, were you but, ever, was there the time where you write and sort of get slightly offended or like yes yeah. occasionally yeah, so but like, not, not quite because people you'd leave the day and it rattle around your brain like what did you, why did you, did you that suggest that yeah. 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 Oh, you wrote that thing about me thanks yeah. Yeah. no but on the whole no like people journalists at the time would love talking about like is there a lot of jealousy between you and you're just like yeah. sort of like 
you couldn't really write that if there no. was. Mm. You couldn't really as a couple or as a... Because there isn't any of that. Mm. And so you couldn't... So that was I mean, really You couldn't free. make that show if there was that. No. You, know, you, you took yourselves to that seriously. It, it was to us work. that was so obvious because yeah. how would you... It would be so awkward. I yes. mean, we joke about that, like getting a really tight mm. voice, being like, would it be funny if I said that you yes. were really vain and... Oh, there she is. Now we have to say good things about her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've got quite a lot of dirt on you yeah. uh, already. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, what's your take on your writing together? When you guys write together, see if it matches up. Okay. See if, yeah. No, but your writing, what's the writing process for you? What you, you guys, how do you sort of collaborate? Um, God, a process isn't, is too grand of a word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we just... I don't know. It's just chaotic like everything else. Yeah. But, um, but we... I guess we... We talk about it a lot and then we write down a kind of, uh, do we write a treatment? We write a list yeah. of things, scenes and ideas. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then we just start in and we generally, I think we've, we sometimes sit and write scenes together mm. and then sometimes we, write a scene each and then swap it back and change it and then swap it back. And, um, and generally I feel like I'm quite good at the sort of overall kind of story bit and Dole is genius at the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And then, but those, but we're also good at the other thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, but those yeah. are, those are sort of like, uh, where, where if you can, you, you can sort of, I can always know that she's going to come up with just hilarious things that everyone's going to say to each other. And then mm. sometimes I do too, but mainly it's certainly her. does. I don't think um, that's true. But. And, um, and, uh, but I get, she gets quite confused by <laughs> sort of <laughs> what page things are on and where something is. You can't remember whether something's happened before or after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. on the chronological typing? Yeah. Who's the bond? Oh, we yeah. both do. We both do. But yeah. Ben's better at sort of like, I'll be sort of not leaving spaces and getting a bit sort of. And she can't remember where yeah. anything, well, yeah, the chronological so order of I anything. Can't. We were going to Sundance because Em had a film in Sundance and I was going with her to start writing, I don't know if it was the first season. Yeah, it was. And as we were going through customs, we both realised that both of us had forgotten our computer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she'd bought hers and she thought I'd bought mine. And we overnighted it. Do you remember by the time it arrived, yes. we left. <laughs> There's always something There's always a drama about it <laughs> well, nearly disappearing yeah. and then retrieving yeah. it at the yeah. last minute. Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, uh, I mean, I don't know this, but you guys are obviously best friends and lifelong best friends. How long? Like, how did you? Is it at uni or school or like what? How did you? Our parents yeah. were friends, right? So, yeah. yeah, and then so, from, so we grew up kind of being taken on skiing holidays by our mothers and things like that but but it wasn't until we were in our 20s really that we we, we were really close we were like cousins yeah, yeah. probably yeah. in our teens and, yeah. and then in our 20s we it was became, when we were like 21 yeah mm. And uh, just saying, a show like Don M couldn't have, especially because we're saying you're sort of playing versions of yourselves, and um, you know we're saying that you took quite a brave approach to your version of you. We were yeah. saying in the first season it was sort of like a brave of you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Which I loved and admired watching it. You know, <laughs> Thank you. it was like because uh, we know she's obviously not like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun to see you do it. I yeah. guess it was a fun thing to play and yeah. play also, on that perception. Well, yeah. also that's what I found so fun was already at that point. That's what I was saying was I was saying that you couldn't really have jealousy. Like when people in journalists used to quite enjoy asking us if we were jealous, it was like of each other. It's like you couldn't really write that. You couldn't really have as much fun writing that if that existed. Mm. But there was a sort of level the fact that we didn't have any of those issues in our friendship meant that you could really laugh at, the, at yourself and each oh, yeah. other. And that in the first season, like, you know, Em was already very established and well-respected as an actress and I knew it was really funny, but watching her being that funny 
and laughing at herself or the idea of who she could be mm. was just really fun. I mean, to a point of sort of like all the, in the second episode when she was being so drunk and I could yeah. <laughs> And that was just, I mean, really, really enjoyable. Her yeah. timing, her like, it was just really great and fun. I think that's part of what has been a pleasure out of collaborating again <laughs> another word that doesn't really seem to fit um, but is that it's just seeing each other in different roles and seeing Dole now do this on mm. her own and direct which we'd both seen each other write and we'd both seen each other act we'd both seen each other produce mm. but to see her like you see you somebody you've known so well all your life suddenly take on another role and step into it so effortlessly mm. and with such just ease. And it's amazing that you discover new things about the people you know so well and and watching them, you know, discover them about themselves too. Mm. It's just so, it's such a nice part of the whole sort of story. So in good posture. Uh, oh, I was going to oh, say, she helped me so well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So good posture, obviously writer-director and then he's uh, starring the film. Um, how was that as friends and how as close friends as, as the director, as boss in inverted commas? And, you know, how was there, a, how does that work? What, how does the dynamic of that work for you as friends? Because I know, you know, there's a lot of aspiring filmmakers that listen to this podcast and they're probably all getting their mates in to do things. And sometimes you can't leave that mate thing at the door. You yeah. Know? Well, so, well, from my point of view, I felt so scared about writing anything on my own because I think it'll be just hopeless without doing it without him. And I also felt like I didn't want to make her feel because she's incredibly generous and sweet and kind that I didn't want her to feel like she had to sort of be a part of it. So there was, so I was telling her, and also I told her the story at the beginning and she immediately was like, I like that. I can mm. picture that. Mm. And I was like, really? Oh. And then I was trying to, I, I M was in my head for this character, but I thought, yeah, I thought I can't just really bring her down. Finally, tried in every other way with Dolan M, but she's been so good. But I can't make her be in this, and it'd be awful. And I was talking to her on the phone about someone that I was maybe going to try and get who I didn't want and was being sort of bullied by somebody else. And she was suddenly like, "Well, I'll play Julia." And I was mm. like, "Would you like? Would you really consider playing Julia?" And she said, "Of course." And then what was so cool was then obviously it made a massive difference because everyone was really excited that she wants to be in it. And then I remember being scared because. Um, the crew was so cute. They were all getting really nervous and excited that she was arriving. And I almost got it where it was like, <laughs> I wasn't her best friend. So I suddenly got that slight feeling that we used to laugh about when we wrote Doll and M about people having sort of thermos and headphones. And I was sort of thinking, oh God, I embarrassed myself. And then she was being very professional and asking questions and sort of, understanding it and I was thinking oh my god oh my god you so you were suddenly a director and actor and there was yes. there, you weren't friends yeah. hanging out well I just, well, just a, a two minutes at the beginning of yeah. the first yeah. scene I was just like wait I just need to understand yeah. has she had has he had an affair yeah what like what, mm -hmm. tell yeah. me what's going on and so yeah. Dol was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was doing it in a committed like an yeah. actor would do it yeah, she yeah, was yeah. taking it really yeah. seriously which yeah. is why she's so good in it but I just meant there was a feeling, there was a sort of buzz on set. And I was sort of thinking, oh God, they're my crew, which you've never had before, are going to sort of watch me directing <laughs> M. And am I going to sort of be like, can you just please not ask anything? Just, yeah, just do there's always that pressure. Yeah. There's always yeah. pressure, you know, as a yeah. director, you come in, your lead arrives. You yeah. know, I did a movie where the, the lead didn't arrive until a week into the film. So yeah. you've kind of got this preamble, you know, where you're doing all this sort of stuff and then they're arriving, they're arriving, they're arriving. Yeah. And you yeah, wonder yeah. how that dynamic's going to change. Well, you or... really care. Like, I, yeah. but I remember one lovely bit was saying to the DP, because also for people watching that haven't done it before, like, I definitely, listening, I definitely mm. didn't have the language. Like, I had the emotional 
intention of what mm. I wanted things to be like. And, and I already knew, because everybody in it were friends of mine, so I'd written it sort of with them in mind. And I knew that they were all very good actors and it wasn't. But I can remember saying to the DP about one bit, I was like, there's a table in the chair and I wanted a long shot. And I was like, oh, I don't really feel anything. And I was like, mm. could you help me? I need to feel a little bit more. And I was like, I know that's not very helpful, but that's interesting. And he no, went, and he though. went, okay, okay. And then he put Emily in shot, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I feel what I'm supposed yes, to do. An yes. actual person. Yeah, and it was her. It was even from the back. And I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I want to be feeling. Yes. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So so did you, so working with your DP, for example, because there are certain directors that are very visual and maybe not more about performance and sort mm. of vice versa. So you said you kind of went on things instinctively, emotionally. Um, did you set up shots with the DP or did you let the DP yeah, cover mean, a scene for you and you concentrate on the actors? How did that work? Um, we talked before I started shooting. It was only an 11-day um, shoot and then mm. I got a re 11 days, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, so long days. I, I, Eleven days to make that film, but then we had a reshoot day, so it was twelve days. So I knew that's that, still really still yeah, quick. Very, very yeah. Yeah. Wow! So For I knew, first film. I know. Yeah. So, well, we did it feel was the pace of the did it feel breakneck? Uh, kind of. Did it, did it feel yeah. fast? No, it didn't at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was amazing. The amazing thing about again, what I'm uh, was that just that feeling of just sort of suddenly seeing Dolly in this role was that it was just. I mean, it at the best. 
with all the time and money in the world, if you're uh, directing a film, there's just so much pressure on you and there's so many decisions like at every second you're having to make and so many compromises. And, and it's incredible when someone, given all that pressure, can focus on you as an actor and your performance mm. and the other actors and just make it all about that and just sort of blank out the noise and while keeping everything going mm. with everybody else, mm. it's a real, like... It's just such yeah. a feat of like plate so like spinning. I understood that on your first film. And obviously you made a lot of things before, but as a, because I always think like the performance is everything. You know, you can have a beautiful looking film, but if you rush the performance or miscast, mm. it's going to yeah. be a bad movie. Mm. But, so, but there yeah. was something about, in a way, I think that partly because of the time constraints and the money constraints that like she knew she had to, she wrote it very yeah. cleverly, mm -hmm. just in a couple of locations. And, and so it was... In the end, ultimately, it didn't feel any more rushed than any other movie. To me, I'm mm -hmm. sure it did. Like when she yeah. get, makes her next one and she's given the proper amount of time, it'll probably be heaven. heaven. But <laughs> but she managed. So first of all, it it was just um, it was uh, scheduled very cleverly so that you know you just did all the scenes in one location at one time, and that, and she'd written it in such a way that that worked out within the time frame. But also, she had this incredible ability that I just think very few directors have and they're only the really good ones of just making well it's just it's like anybody who's good at what they do they make they manage to slow down times mm. like when you watch a good footballer mm. play you know it's like time yeah. slows there's no panic it's like it's and just you can't see the pedaling under the yeah, water kind yeah of it's just like there's a bit of a yes. calm about the whole thing and um, that's what it really felt like with mm, Doll and, mm. and it was an amazing thing again because as I said she is the person that kind of can't find <laughs> can't remember where the <laughs> scene the breakfast <laughs> scene was and the, was always losing the thing on her computer yeah, yeah, yeah. but in, the, in that environment she was just completely focused calm and made everybody feel so good and was such a brilliant director of actors because she had she is an actor but she mm. made you feel seen which I think is the ultimate, that's what you want. And it's amazing how few directors make you feel yes. that they're actually watching you. And she really does and does it in such, and some of them even, some good ones make you feel like they're watching you, but they make you feel like you're being watched in quite a sort of frightening way. But her watching, her observing was so full of love yeah. that you felt like you could just be your best self. And yeah. that's really rare. I, I guess you hit the ground running because, you know, 12 days, not a lot of time to establish that trust with the director. So yeah. the fact that you've got years of this trust yeah. is almost well, like, well, that's yeah, what I trade off that. In a way, going to say that maybe I also, I'm probably, I mean, not always, often very selfish, but on the whole, I'm quite good at being friends. I might be better at being friends than being a director. So <laughs> the people that were, like, I think sometimes if you have one wrong and, like if I'd had one very difficult actor, yeah, it could have really messed yeah. it up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like everybody, I mean, that's what I think I learned as a director was a real respect of actors because I'd written it. It was like, wow, I kept finding it so moving. These people are totally believing in me mm. and throwing themselves into this story. And I would just find myself at the monitor just thinking, this mm. is so cool. This is exactly mm. how I wanted it to look. And I only have to give them a tiny something. And, you know, it's so, so that felt, and also hearing him saying that, I think that I also had a very good crew and they were people that I'd, you know, that I'd worked with a DP, even the script supervisor who's actually a writer was so good. I mean, that, that was really important because it was such yes. a short shoot. And there were definitely, you know, in the edit, the beginning, there'd be things where I'd be like, oh, what was I doing? Was I making a cup of tea there? Like, why? <laughs> we all had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, there were moments where, but in a way that becomes part of it. Like there's a mm. moment 
that I didn't, it was a few months where I just didn't get what I wanted and I yeah. didn't know. In what way? How, sort of as in? But actually that then turns into the beauty of it. There's a moment where I didn't have the time to get a reaction from Grace when she wakes up in the bed with Emily's character. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's not how I wrote it. It's not mm. how I wanted it to be a bigger mm. moment. Mm. Yeah. And I was, I probably only had three takes and, it, and, you, and the first AD was wonderful and not but and saying we don't have time yeah. and you also I kept saying look at the monitor enjoy it just enjoy yeah, it yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, do that. but you know <laughs> and, um, and I didn't have the time to get it again but actually but I now I, love I really it. like it so you that moment I was like oh yeah wow I'm now caught off guard the same way that yeah. she would be yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know but so that's what I feel like that I really learned yeah. and I would almost be scared not scared but to do it again it's like so how would you have done it versus what's in there now how would you have I would have just plan? had a, a beat I would have had a moment longer yeah of, because I because in writing it, and I remember that with Donna M, there was too many things happening at the same time because her phone, her father pocket dials her mm. and that's what wakes her up. Yeah. And that is more important to her. The desperation of wanting her father yeah. matters more to her than the fact that she's woken up in bed. This woman who's, it's her bedroom. and that. So I was laying too many things on at the same mm. time. Really, yeah. I would have liked to have her wake up. Whoa, I'm in bed with... I felt like I must have fallen asleep in here. Oh my God, that's kind of amazing that she got into bed next yes, to me. Yeah. This is kind of a mother. It was lovely. Yeah. Knowing, and obviously no spoilers, but knowing the journey of your character and yeah. where she came from with writing the novel with yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the book, it's a, it's a very lovely moment. It's one yeah. of those I went back to for finished the thinner film. I was like, oh, what a beautiful moment for her. Yeah. Even at a time, you know, it's yeah. kind of fun or a bit yeah. kind of, oh, that's yeah. strange. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really felt sweet. like a very generous thing yes. and yes, trusting. Definitely. They felt something really sweet about it. But yeah. and I didn't know but actually looking back on it when that's all you've got, it's like maybe it would have over egged the pudding to have done that. So sometimes you learn all these cool Yeah. Things. And uh, and Grace, Grace Van Patten, Grace the film. Van Patten, yes. Amazing Brilliant, performance, she, you know, yeah. and I'm sure everyone's saying the same thing. Yeah. Um not done that lows before, I don't think. Is this a first feature? No, she's done. She was in Tramps that was on Netflix. She was in. My She was in Noah Baumbach's film, My Old Stories. Oh, yes. Yeah. She played Joan of Arc opposite Glenn Close in this play on Broadway and was absolutely incredible. I met her because we did a play called Whirly Gig together. Right. Um, she was in Maniac, you know, mm. that Kerry Friganar would thing. Yeah. Um, but she is still mm. new and mm. I was so, so lucky to get her. Yeah. I couldn't sort of believe it. It was like a date and her father's a director and I went over to the house and he was there and I was thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to ask her, I have to ask her and is he going to say to her, don't do that. And, yeah. and he was just, I mean, so sweet and so encouraging of her and then M and her husband have a projector downstairs in their basement and um, they showed it and he was there with his wife, her mum, and her mum cried and he was so sweet they're, about they're it. They're our next door neighbours. Oh, wow. They're literally <laughs> next door. And they're cool. M and Grace's little sister mm. are best friends. I mean, it's all mm. so But sweet. it's amazing though, you can get a group of filmmakers, actors, because, mm. you know, we're all trying to do the same thing and it just yeah. shows what you can do yeah. when you write, you know, for the things you know, you know, <laughs> and the things that you have. You can come up with a story like that. I think it's, yeah. you know, it, in, it's wonderful. In terms of the look, I would never have known it's shot because it looks, it's a really good looking film as well. Oh, so in terms right. of like yeah. cinematography and the setup, how did you go about lighting it? Because you've got some... Yeah, the lighting was so good. Yeah, really so good. It's called... Um, I can't, yeah, it's amazing. It's that well, cool. Ryan Edelston has shot a lot of films for Jamie Adams, who was the producer. Right. Of... Um, 
of this film and he oh my gosh I just want to start getting all technical and I can't no, that's good. You can do but that's he used because I was describing the look of what I wanted and he was going to come over with different lenses for three yeah. days and then his visa didn't go through so he couldn't come over but I was saying I want that to, I want it to look a bit like American honey I want yes. there to be um, what's the word flares, flares thank yeah. you yeah. I want it to look sort of early Woody Allen New York I want it to look a bit like Noah Baumbach I want it to because it's so much of it set in a small room mm. we were trying to work out how you'd be able to show three of the four walls mm. And Ryan was like anamorphic lenses. Yeah. And there's a film called Lemon that some friends yeah. of mine. Anyway, so. And use the cowers, which are my favorite yes. lenses. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And we made a joke of that in the scene. Yeah, of the which really made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because um, they're quite small oh, yeah. lenses for anamorphics, so they yes. fit in small spaces, yes. but they look cinematic. But, so. but it did give me a fright at the beginning because I'd never seen that. And when you're editing, you're like, oh my God, she walks past a fence and it goes yeah. and if there's too much movement or the people on the end and you're yes, like oh you have God, to frame oh, yeah. minimum focals are really nightmarish she can't yeah, get that DPs, quite far back yes. you know well handle that and all the framing work for I know. Yeah, I know. so you know it just makes it hell of a lot more cinematic yeah, yeah. when it works yes. it's so perfect yes but you have to there's moment I mean, you, you have know, to embrace the look you yeah, have to yeah. embrace the look and at the beginning it gave me a fright yeah but I was, I feel really excited by it now. Yeah. And the lighting was stunning. I mean, it was such a small crew. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was all. But I guess if you're shooting that fast, you can use a lot of available light as well. Yes, you do there was so most, lots and lots of available yeah. light, which I wanted, yeah. Uh, that's good, yeah, that's great. Yeah. The film uh, comes out on the 4th of October. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, is it, do you know, in terms of release of it, is it a place where you can see it a lot or is it in, in a small release or is yeah, it I, online or how can you see it? Tell it's us. in every, imagine, every <laughs> IMAX. Cinemaplex. Yeah. <laughs> every Cinemaplex. No, I, mean, I don't We'll be able to know. find it. We've got the You'll Google. You'll have to find it. Yeah. Cinema well, it's going to be this week. It's on at the Curzon Soho tomorrow. It's on at the Hackney Picture House the next night. Great. And then it's coming out. And I think it's. I think they're starting small and seeing how. Yeah, yeah, respond. definitely. So definitely. just look for it online. Good and congratulations posture. on obviously the festival uh, launch as well. Yeah, that's a, a huge Tribeca. festival that was to be really part exciting, of. And, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Thank so you. yeah, no, it was amazing to see it <laughs> up there on that huge screen. We had a big Q and A, and someone asked a question that was basically just criticism. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a criticism. And I was trying to answer, and then yeah. Em just came in and just gave such a brilliant, it's online. Really? Yeah, and it's, I, was, I was floundering. I just went, well, sometimes they want to show you they're a filmmaker too. Yeah. yeah. So by or that they were listening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've had that before, and it's like, oh, you're, you're reviewing my film. Yeah. And you're kind of critiquing me. This is, anyway, I. I yeah. can't come back from that. <laughs> awkward, yeah. I know, I know. I mean, the thing is, it was fine, and actually, she liked it. But I was like, "Oh, that's more of a question than a question." Let me. Yeah. <laughs> and then M answered it perfectly, and I was like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he's going to have to wrap up. But so, uh, are you guys on social media? Is there any way people can find you and and yes. give tell you their love for the, the film? Is yeah, where's yeah. going to be next? That kind of yeah. Um, Dolly Wells is my Instagram. Yes, name. great. And yes. that's all I think. What is mine? Yours is <laughs> E Mortimer, I think, yeah. on Instagram. Are you pretty, right, okay, so E Mortimer. So please do seek out yeah, the film and support do. this film. Please so, do. do you know what's next? Is it too early to say what's next? Um, what, in terms of another film? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's too early to say what's next. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to make another one for sure, but yeah. I, I haven't, I'm not quite ready yet. I mean, I've got ideas and things I'm writing, but I should be saying, yes, I'm editing the second one, it'll be out. Great. But no. Congratulations. I think it's good to take your time because it's really uh, the second film is the hardest they say don't oh, they yeah. yeah apparently so and also yeah. we're in the... writing another version of oh, yeah. sort of collaborating on something that we're writing oh, okay. God, I should have told no them. more Dolan uh, it's, no, it's a different thing <laughs> it's a different thing yeah. Yeah. lastly any advice for other up and coming fil filmmakers any, was, that, was that one bit of advice you'd say if you go back and tell yourself maybe you know what would you say or what, what would you 
just do it. Yeah, just, that's what I was going to say. That's what all just, the podcast is about. It's just going yeah, just out do it. Just don't yeah. be scared and don't judge yourself and just do it. Mm. And there's always going to be a way. Just get your friends to help. Just Because if you are a filmmaker, I think just by doing it, you realise you are. I think that you, it, that will just decide whether mm. or not you are one. So, because... Mm. Like, Doll is one, and she would never have known she was unless she'd done it. And in in doing it, she realised that she was one. But it, it's like, she would... I, I think that you... If, 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 well, it's what you just said. You can shoot anything. You can shoot a table and make it cinematic mm. if you've got an eye and a feeling and a sensitivity yeah. um, for telling a story visually. And, and so I think, yeah, by just doing it, you find out whether you can do it. Yeah, great. Thank you, guys. Spot on. Um, Thank you very much. Remember, being prepared is everything. You can go out there and make your film, but know who your audience is and go out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. That's what we say to every other episode. Giles Giles does it better. (laughs) So, yeah, but thank you, everybody. Uh, Make sure you're uh, following us at the Filmmakers Podcast and uh, do share and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.